Blog Talk Radio. This is Franchise Today, brought to you by FRM Solutions, providers of the best-in-class software solutions for franchise relationship management. Franchise Today is your destination for weekly information, conversations, and interviews with accomplished industry leaders, all of whom share best practices for sustainable growth and sensible franchising. Here now, your host, Stan Friedman, to kick off this week's podcast with the Solink front of the house. And coming to you today from home base, in Marietta, Georgia. This is Franchise Today. I'm Stan Friedman, and today is Wednesday, May 1st, 2019. Just ahead, I'll be joined by Retro Fitness CFO Robbie Spreckman. But first, man, is it good to be back in the saddle after a two-plus-week bout with the flu. I mean, first of all, I can't believe I actually caught it so late in the season. And trust me when I tell you, it packed a primetime punch even this late in its seasonal run. Also, just before bringing Robbie on for this week's guest interview, I have just one very important item to share today in the Link front of the house. Not because there's nothing else to talk about, but because this is such a no-brainer for franchisors that I wanted to stand alone, all alone, and allow you to take this in, absorb it, and hopefully act on it. So some of you may already have gotten an email from me about this this week. If so, I apologize for the redundancy, but thousands more of you will hear about this for the first time right now. So I'll kick this off with a rhetorical question. If I asked you as an audience to guess what Amy Chang, Therese Tilgen, Dr. John Hayes, Eric Stites, and yours truly all have in common, what would you guess? That collectively we've been in franchising for maybe a gazillion years? Well, you'd be right about that, but I'm talking about more than just that. You see, each of us is a judge in the best franchisee of the USA and world competition coming up later this year, produced by MFV Expositions. What's more, your company and up to five of your franchisees could actually land center stage at these events, and that's what I wanted to enlighten you more about today. This is actually a multi-tiered opportunity for franchisors to promote positively, positively promote franchising, and showcase the best of the best inside your franchise system with nominees that you bring forth that don't even have to be amongst the most profitable to be eligible, nor do they either have to be the larger or multi-unit empire builders to be considered for these honors, but rather what the contest is looking for is in terms of the best franchisees to nominate would be those who have an amazing human interest story to share those that show how they've used franchising to change their lives and, and used franchising to make an impact on their communities. Those are the best candidates that franchisors should nominate for this prestigious award. This is an amazing opportunity to support some of the best human interest stories that exist within your franchise network and showcase them not only within your organization but to the world. And as long-time franchise development guy that I am, This also gives you the ability to take full advantage of bragging rights that you'll generate within your franchise development pipeline, simply for having franchisees competing for these honors, much less placing or winning either the domestic or the global competitions. So to me, this is what I call a no-brainer, and there's nothing but upside. Now, please note, as previously stated, I am a judge. So when you do decide to jump in, please know 
that we judges can in no way influence any outcomes for any particular brands as MFV has very wisely introduced a triple blind scoring mechanism for tallying the scores. Of course, no one in this audience would ever attempt to influence a judge, right? But I put that out there nonetheless. All kidding aside, franchisors, I hope to see multiple applications entered from your respective franchise networks. The best franchisee of the USA will be announced at Franchise Expo Houston August 4th and 5th, so the deadline for nominations will be early September. The winner of the USA event will then advance and take a free trip to Florence, Italy to compete on the world stage for the best franchisee of the world competition in December. And franchisors, for you too, the winning nominating franchisor gets to take that trip as well, all expenses paid. So have fun with this, y'all, and stoke the coals within your network. I hope to see you on stage in Houston. And you'll find links to a short video and full details about the competition from its website. All of that will be linked to the Franchise Today Facebook page immediately following today's broadcast, and you can click those links, hit, hit them live, and learn more about the program. That, my friends, is today's front of the house brought to you by Solink, a company that provides amazing loss prevention technology for restaurants and retail. In fact, when I describe Solink, I suggest that they've done for loss prevention what Apple and Android have done for cell phones. They've made those devices smarter. Whether you operate a single unit or a multi-unit empire or the franchisor or executive of a retail or restaurant brand, if unit level economics are on your mind, you owe it to yourself and to your business to learn more about Solink. When deployed, Solink's technology captures instances of exceptional behavior at all of your sites. Solink then records everything that goes on in the front and the back of the house, eliminating the need to review hours of tape to identify these exceptions. After their technology captures it all, it provides reports that actually direct your attention to the specific video clips of those exceptional transactions. This gives you full visibility into every action and transaction at every site from any device, and you can do it all on demand. Solink utilizes your current point-of-sale and security camera systems, providing you with added value from your existing solutions. That's right, no new camera or hardware purchases are required to put Solink to work for you. As always, find out more about them online at Solink.com. And now for today's guest interview. I actually titled today's episode, Let the Gains, G-A-I-N-S, Let the Gains Begin, both fiscally and physically with Retro Fitness. Retro Fitness, an investment fit for everyone, nothing tells their story better than the diverse backgrounds of their franchise owners. They come from all walks of life and all backgrounds, including doctors, lawyers, C-level executives, multi-unit entrepreneurs, and even retired NFL and NBA players. They all have one thing in common. They've chosen Retro Fitness to grow and expand their portfolios. So who better than the guy behind the numbers to join us today to talk about the success of the system than Robbie Spreckman, CFO of Retro Fitness. Robbie, welcome to Franchise Today. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're feeling better. Robbie, 
I'm glad I'm feeling better too. You know, there's <laughs> nothing worse. There's nothing worse than, I mean, the flu just hits you. You don't even see it coming. It just nails you. It's like food poisoning. One minute you're fine, and the next minute, boom, you're down from the count. And this yeah, one, it's awful. Worse, worse than just hitting me though. I walked into my house that Tuesday afternoon and couldn't get out of my clothes and into bed quickly enough to just turn the lights out and make the pain try and go away. But I walked in the front door of my house and guess who else had the flu? My wife, one hour earlier, was in the same boat I was in. So we caught it together wow. and we spent two weeks, you know, taking our temperatures together and I'm down to 99 and a half. How are you looking? It was a, it was a tough couple of weeks and thankfully got it beyond it now. So Robbie, we like to start these interviews each week the same way we we always have interesting guests that come to us from the world of franchising all of whom have demonstrated the ability to put the word sustainable in front of growth and sensible in front of franchising but we all know that franchising isn't intentional we didn't go to school and study for this it kind of found us along the way instead of us finding it and we'd like to just start today's conversation asking you to rewind the tape to those early days when you and franchising uh, hit an inflection point and discovered each other, and tell us a little bit about what that looked like in your life. Yeah, it was a very interesting inflection point, how it did start for me. I was working in New York, I think for almost 15 years at a used clothing company, and we had stores in Manhattan, vintage clothing stores, the first vintage clothing stores in the 80s, in the early 80s when uh, – MTV was first starting. People would come in, stars would come in and pick up clothing, and it was uh, it was a great business. It was really exciting times in the city um, back then. What ended up happening was um, the rents got so crazy on Broadway in the year 2000. Our leases were up, and we closed our stores. And the owner of my company, his son, uh, had found out about a franchise company that was selling hypnosis for weight loss and smoke secession. And he bought a territory in New York, New York City, and he asked his dad if he could borrow me with the stores closing and uh, me having a little free time, if I could help him with uh, growing this this franchise unit. And um, he and his fiance had started it the first year by themselves. They grossed $150,000 the first year. And it was quite exciting. He brought me in, and uh, it was just like a little startup in Manhattan. And within two years, we were doing $7 million in uh, annual sales. Um, we were changing people's lives. We were helping people lose weight, stop smoking. We helped with uh, sports, you know, with your game, um, and some other things that were pretty, really interesting. So as a franchisee, that was my, my first uh, taste into the franchise world. And we did that for a couple of years, and uh, we almost merged with the franchisor back then. And, and there were some things going on that, uh, that didn't make everything happen the way we wanted. But it was, uh, it was a good four years, and we had a great run. And uh, it was really uh, – it was my first taste of franchising. It was very exciting. And then so, – um, before oh, you, I'm before sorry. You go on to, yeah, before you go on to then, stick with where we are for just another minute longer because uh, – Obviously, you know how to make money, and you know how to make money for others. You demonstrated that clearly with what you accomplished with this weight loss program. But where did you go to draw from the experience that was lacking, I guess, still in your life then? What did you know about franchising then? Oh, I, Stan, I knew nothing. 
nothing at all about franchising. But it, interestingly enough, as a franchisee, you don't really have to know a lot. You have, you know, you rely if the the franchisor is good at what they do and they have a good product and a good system of helping you. Uh, I think you can um, you can hit the ground running. I mean, obviously, the reason why I'm a huge fan of any type of franchise franchising, you know, even when we have people coming for retro discovery days, I think one of the first things I say to them is, "Thanks for coming." And if for any reason retro doesn't work out for you, I would I would very much encourage you to look at other franchise companies because I believe you know franchising is an amazing model. It helps you know you not make the thousands of mistakes mistakes and the thousands of dollars wasted and somebody gives you a really good track to run on. Um, and, right. and I think, you know, that at that time, the franchisor helped us out, gave us a track to run on, but we had, we, we hired very um, intelligent people. It's always about the people around you. We got some of the best in sales and some of the best in, in training very quickly, only, you know, bringing on two or three people. We were able to ramp the company up and understand what was missing and um and figured it out quite quickly and and knew that um you know as with most businesses it, you know advertising is king if you don't know mar- marketing right. and you you're not good at marketing you're dead if you can market really well and it's a direct response business and you you know what you're doing with your ab testing and you know we even set up a call center in manhattan how crazy is that it's the most expensive place wow. in the country to set up a call center probably and we did um and it was, uh, you know, I was in my, my element. There was, <laughs> there was a lot of data flying around, and this was back in the year 2000. Funny enough, recurring, you know, revenue, which we, you know, everyone, you know, aims for these days. Back in the day, if you signed up for a program, I literally would take your credit card and slide it on an old credit card slider, and I would do 12 of them, and I would date <laughs> them for each month. And I would have to manually put them in on a monthly basis, if you can imagine. Talk about the dark ages. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So, uh, hey, you know, you remind me, too. You remind me, too, though, that, you know, the men's clothing world is where you came from. To this day, when I talk to people in franchising, I always make reference to a guy named Cy Sims. Remember Sims Men's Clothing? Oh, sure. 100%. 100%. Where an educated educated consumer is my best customer. Consumer is our best customer. Yeah. That line follows me around. I mean, I, I use that all the time when we talk uh, software. You know, to, when I'm talking to franchisors, I beg them, go see everything that's out there. An educated consumer is my best customer. You just kind of brought that back to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so listen, those were uh, great times. They were they were great times back in the day, and we, uh, we did a lot, and it was really interesting, and, and it was a great um, – you know, for us, it was more, you know, we were more in a startup mode and, and had that entrepreneurial spirit, even though we were franchisees. Um, we had great product. We had, um, you know, the hypnosis tapes and things like that and light and sound machines. And it was cool. And it, and it worked. And if people were able to stick with it, we, we had good success stories. And it was it was fun. We were helping people and um, and making money along the way. And uh, so it was a great first experience. And um, when that went away... You know, I think I had another four or five years at my at the clothing company when um, I thought it was time for me to make my next move. And um, very lucky, it was right around the time when Eric was looking to uh, to really blow, blow out retro. He had started it in 2006, and it was really cranking by by late 2008. He already had 25 locations open, and they were you know things were great. 
and he did it literally with two other people. You know, a, a very nice woman in the office and, and uh, Matt, his right-hand person in operations, and they, they got it to 25 and, you know, had a pipeline. Um, so it was pretty amazing what he had done to that point. And he brought in myself at the time and, uh, and a director of real estate at the time, and we, you know, were able to really, you know, nail it down, systematize things, figure out how to help, you know, people make more money and do better jobs and continue to make the, the silly mistakes and learn from them and get better and better each time. You know, and we were able to get up to 150, you know, units and over $150 million of system-wide revenue. And again, I find myself in a wonderful, wonderful industry where we're helping people, you know, and, and it's all about wellness and, and getting people to hit goals and, you know, to live longer, to be around, to, to see their children and their children's children, hopefully. And, and um, I absolutely love our industry. The fitness industry is a, it's just a great industry full of great people, you know, really um, doing a lot of things. And um, this franchising model is, is really well suited for what we do and for this business. And uh, I, I absolutely, you know, love what we do here every day. We're going to talk more on the other side of our break about the franchising side of the business from the perspective of a franchisee and who it is that should be looking at your concept and vice versa, who you're looking at. But I want to stick first a little more closely to the consumer side of the value proposition. When we think about franchising today, um, I think that your space, um, almost like ice cream or treats and yogurt, you know, you see gyms everywhere. And there are all these different concepts that all claim different space within the sector. Let's talk about the value proposition that Retro brings to the consumer and through the consumer's point of view. What is it that stands out about Retro every time? Sure. So, you know, obviously, look, the world, uh, the fitness world has changed in the last three years. The economy is booming. People have a lot more disposable income. And I think what has happened is it's created this um, boom in the fitness world where anyone with a cool little studio concept can bring it to market. Very little barrier to entries in these markets. So if you want to get a little thousand square foot or 1500 square foot studio, and you can come out with your own concept uh, because, you know, right now, um, you know, it's a very consumer friendly market. There's, there's money to be spent and people want wellness and people, um, you know, the younger generation is absolutely much more health conscious exercises more. I think take, they take it more as a, as a given, whereas, you know, us baby boomers, all of a sudden, when we start hitting our 50s, we realize, you know, we, yeah, maybe we do want to live forever. So so it's almost an afterthought, but the younger generation, I think it's it's not an afterthought at all. So what's been going on is a lot of the younger generation wants to exercise a little, little differently than the rest of us. And what's going on is with all these studios, they're coming up with really different fun ways to group, to do group exercising, not in the old aerobics way or Zumba way and, and not knocking either one of them, but they're more into team training or small group training where, you know, you get a little bit of a community and you kind of hold each other responsible for coming in, kind of like Orange Theory. So what has happened is the big box industry, which is myself and, and competitors like us, we've started to realize that a lot of the younger generation really likes this team in small groups. So what, 
you know, the value proposition we bring. First of all, we bring an amazing value proposition. At $20 a month, you walk into a retro fitness, you have, you know, more equipment than you can handle. You have auxiliary places. You can do personal training. You can do tanning. You can do massage beds, hydro massage. You can buy smoothies, healthy smoothies. You can buy pre- and post-workout drinks and accessories. So, I mean, we, we are a full-service gym. We can absolutely help um, anyone with any goal. You know, we also have classes, whether they be spin, Zumba, aerobics. Um, we have all those things. But where we've, where I think we're starting now to do an even better job is, as a lot of our competitors are all starting to do, is we're doing a gym within a gym. So we have a concept where we can do team training, much like an Orange Theory or an F45 or any of the other brands that are out there doing these things. But what we do is we have it inside our gym. So for much less than it would cost you to go to an Orange Theory, you're going to be able to do the same type of classes where you can, you know, burn a thousand calories in 50 minutes with a group of people and really feel great about it. But then you have a gym behind you 20, you know, for seven days a week where you can work out, you can use treadmills, you can take a shower, you can, you know, uh, hydro massage, you can get personal training all for that reduced cost. So, you know, for us, I, I think we offer an insane value proposition compared to the rest of the market. I think you can come in and have everything from retro. If you don't want to spend a lot of money, we give you an amazing gym with amazing uh, amenities for $20 a month. If you want to spend 80 or $90 a month versus 150 or 200 at a competitor, we're going to give you great exercises, great team and small group training where you're going to have fun uh, you're going to feel better. You're going to burn a lot of calories. And not just three times a week because that's all you get at those, you know, small studios. You have access to the gym seven days a week for all the things, you know, everything. You know, we even have babysitting. So, I mean, even for moms during the week if they need to come in. So, I, I just think these days I think we've we've got the best product out there that we've ever had. I think it's it's just a, a really cool way our, our whole industry has morphed into delivering to consumers what they want and in such a great way and such a great way to stay healthy and get healthy. Is there a primary demographic? Is it more men than women? Is it more people that are boomers versus millennials? Or And a little bit about the brand well, and the colors. <laughs> Well, boy, we love our brand. You know, Eric started Retro Fitness, and we love to see that that red and yellow on everything. We love our the logo. We love our name. It is everywhere. You know, it's very hard. I think someone's uh, franchisee said it's really hard to come to work and have a bad day when you walk into the gym. It is so bright and colorful. You know, it's not a dark, you know, old, you know, gym. It's very bright, very cheery. You know, you know, Eric picked. Red and yellow is his colors because psychologically, you know, it's it's a it's an up thing for people to see those colors, and and I believe that, and I think our customers do. Um, I, I think the, um, you know, of course our branding is 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 foremost. You know, when you walk into a retro anywhere in the country, it looks like a retro with a black and uh, black and white checkered floor, and our logos everywhere, and our smoothie bar. 
you know, and our everything pretty much, you know, we want it to be the same experience wherever you go in any retro, get the same exact smoothie, the same exact taste, the same exact way. Um, as far as our demographic makeup, I, I think we follow the lines of our industry. You know, it's more, we're slightly more um, women than men. And uh, we run across the gamut age-wise, but uh, I think right now more millennials are, are our customer than any other generation. But we certainly have customers in every generation. And, you know, and, and the really cool part about our business these days, Stan, is as a fitness company, we have just crazy data. And, and I know everybody talks about big data and what big data is and how to use it. We, of all businesses, I think we have more data on our customers than probably any other business there is out there. Uh, we know their names. We know their sex, their age. We know when they come in. We know typically what equipment they use. We know how long they use it. We, we might even know how much exercising they're doing, how many times, their calories they're burning. And, and we get to, um, to look at all that data. And it's very cool because not only can we give our franchisees really great and useful dashboards, which give – things we could never do, you know, even three years ago, average lifetime value of a customer, average length of stay of a customer, depending on what services they have bought, depending on, you know, um, what products they've bought even, um, to, to crazy things where we can start using predictive analytics to help us understand um, opportunities to help people you know, use our gyms better and and more effectively. So kind of that, sound like that's a, really where the future like, is. A little bit like Amazon, right? So how does that talk about how that works for the consumer instead of instead of giving a feeling that oh my God, Big Brother's watching me? Um, how do you present that to your customer? Do you do like dashboards that they can log into and see all about their progress and how they're doing, how well they're doing, or how they're advancing in their workouts one over the other? How does that work? Well, they, they can see that through our Retro Fitness app. They can see their workouts. They can, um, they actually can use the Retro app as a aggregator for all their exercising because the Retro Fitness app allows you to connect most of the bigger, um, the bigger um, programs out there, whether it be MyFitnessPal or whether it be Fitbit or other things. You can actually, um, Nike, you know, Nike Run. You can actually log them in and, and link them so that you can have all your workouts, even outside of the gym, you know, to be looked at in one location. So I think that's very cool. Um, I, I think it's more of, um, I think it's more useful, Stan, the, the data we're using is more useful to give people a much more tailored experience and, a much, more, and much more tailored offers of things that they actually might want versus, as you said, a la Amazon, versus wasting their time. You know, why send right. out an email saying we want you to come and do some personal training if you've already done, if you're currently doing it, you know, it might be, right. you know, because you really love your trainer and you're so happy with the results. It might be, hey, you know, why don't you invite, you know, five of your friends to try this, too, and that'll be on us because you've had such great results. Don't we don't you want to help other people because we do. And certainly the trainer does. So I mean, there's there's so many different opportunities where we all win, and um, and it's not scary or sneaky, 
um, the way some companies can be. Um, yeah. We don't follow People we don't follow our consumers dead. around, you know, with retargeting and remarketing, and everywhere they go, there's pop-ups. Not saying we might not do that to a prospective franchisee, but um, but consumers know we we we. We have a great product. We're here to help them. We want them to succeed in their in their journey and their goals. And I think every day as a company, we all work really hard to um, to bring in new products, bring be cutting edge, do really great things to help um, people, you know, become healthier and and hit whatever goals they are. You know, whether it be they want to bulk up because they want to they want to get bigger, whether they want to slim down, whether they have an event coming up and they want to look better, whatever it may be. You know, we have an answer to that and we we have great um, ability to help them. You know, now we're even bringing in a, a national food prep company and we're going to help people, you know, on the nutrition side, too. So fresh food, you know, soy free, gluten free, dairy free. You know, delivered to your door, never frozen, and and help people on their journey because sometimes you know exercise isn't just enough. You know, it's it's absolutely calories and and what you eat. And I think we've, you know, we've we've not been able to get a, a company that we trust and and we believe can handle, you know, basically the 48 states, you know, properly. And I think we finally have found that company, and we're in the middle of testing that, and uh, very excited about that. Again, another great thing you know, to bring to consumers to help them win. Quick question before we go to our break has to do with 48 states. So I get it, more women than men or a little bit on the demographic side. How do you explain to people in the other 47 or 48 continental United States that Retro Fitness is the official fitness center of the New York Yankees without having a story to tell? Am I supposed to answer that now, or are we going to break and answer it? <laughs> no, you can answer it now, and then we're going to break. So listen, uh, the, 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 I think the main reason is, is it was a great opportunity um, for us to, to team up with a great brand. Um, we, knew, we knew it wasn't uh, for everyone, but the reality is, is you know, we, it, we have a large concentration of our stores you know, in the tri-state area. So I think it rings true with a lot of our franchisees and a lot of our members. Um, and I think the fun part is is the people that really um, like the Yankees love it, and I think the people that hate the Yankees like to hate it, and I think that they don't mind at all. I think they take it all the right way. Um, and uh, it's just, you know, it's branding. There's There's lots of abilities for branding. But the Yankees, you know, Yankees have – an unbelievable draw, an unbelievable audience, and um, you know it's a way to get your to get our brand out and get our name out there. Um, they're a class organization, so I, I think we, I think we, um, I, I think we tried to do very good by our franchisees with that with that partnership. That that's what yeah. I think. And my short form answer to that question would be, I'd make no apologies to anybody for that. I'd be proud as I could be, and you ought to be. And and literally, you know, if, if you were a concept that was born, uh, say, a little further north, then you'd probably be doing the same thing up in Boston instead. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, sure, Eric started this right here in New Jersey, you know, right in New right. Jersey. This brand was born, and, and it's we're still the greatest concentration of retros are here in New Jersey. 
So that's what I would do is I tell anybody that didn't understand it, get over it. <laughs> I'd be proud as I <laughs> Well, you know the game, you know the business. You want to, you know, yeah. we try to please everyone and we try to make sure it makes sense for everyone. You know, that's our bet. Our, our, you know, the hardest thing in franchising, being at the franchisors, you know, you need three wins. You need the, the member has to win, the franchisee has to win, and we have to win. So it's, it's always a complicated yeah. game. We're going to come back and talk about that side of the business in just a minute, but first we're going to take a quick break. Franchise Today will be right back, but first a word from our sponsor. And Franchise Today is produced and presented each week by FRM Solutions, providing best-in-class CRM and document management software designed specifically for franchising. FRM enables real-time business intelligence, communication, and collaboration between all members of the franchisor's team and their prospective and existing franchisees. This empowers your team to simply and seamlessly track, access, and manage all communication to and from prospective and existing franchisees, including text messages. Legal and compliance is simplified as well with FRM's document management, and even site visits can be digitally facilitated and scored using FRM. Make today the day you give FRM a look and assure that all of your candidate and franchisee correspondence, including texts, are being permanently tracked and archived in candidate and franchisee records. FRM even provides state-of-the-art digital experiences for prospective franchisees, replacing those old-style virtual brochures. No long-term contracts required, multiple upgrades each year at no additional cost, no excuses, just solutions on the web at frmsolutions.com. That was a timely commercial and that we were just talking about big data. And let's get into the other side of the business from the franchising side, Robbie, and talk about the numbers, which you guys are just have an amazing uh, financial performance representation item 19. I hear it on Sirius XM multiple times a day. Um, you know, in this competitive world, and, and as we said at the beginning of the program, uh, it is a competitive set that has a lot of competition in it, but your numbers are unique, and they are, um, they are, they're a beautiful thing. So let's talk a little bit about the unit-level economics and what drives that. Well, you know, uh, I, again, I, I think, you know, the model that, that Eric created is such a great uh, model uh, for the for members to come and for such a a very low price certainly not the lowest uh, we you know you never want to race to the bottom but I think the value prop as you said the value prop at retro is is through the roof and and only getting better you know at this point the numbers are you know they're really nice you know as you said you know our top 10 percent is over you know the AUV is over two million and um you know, even 50%, it's almost 1.5 million. Um, I even quote, we even quote EBITDA, revenue per square foot. I mean, the numbers are very good. I, I think we, the funny part is, as you know, in the franchising world, food and beverages is probably what, 90, 95% of all franchises there are. But I, I think we tend to skew our EBITDA much higher than um, than those businesses. And, and my favorite thing to tell prospective franchisees always is, is, you know, there's almost no shrinkage, no spoilage, almost no cash. 
we don't have to throw out our dumbbells because, you know, they're spoiled. And, um, you know, I love this business. It's it's such a an easy business to run and to do well at um, because uh, it's a great model. I mean, for the most part in this world, in the fitness world, you need to smile, be nice to people, care, and 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 clean. I mean, that's it. You know, be nice and clean. And those are the two most important things, you know, in our world. We're a we're in the service industry, you know, and that's what we we are. We have to service our customers and we have to make them want to come back and want to bring people. And I think that's what we do extremely well. I think we have a great product. So yeah, I mean, the numbers are crazy. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, you know, from a franchisee perspective, I think we have a, a, a really great value proposition. Um, these, you know, it's not for for everyone. I mean, it's a it's it's a big investment. You know, it's not like uh, you know a quarter of a million dollars to open up a retro. You know, it could be as much as 1.5, 1.6 million, depending on where you are in the country. It could be more if it's New York City. Um, but but uh, with these numbers, with these AUVs, you know, there's there's significant reason why this is getting to be a very crowded space. So, you know, I, I think we are uh, certainly well perched to, um, to grow, to do better. You know, we have, you know, as a goal, you know, our whole team, we just want, we want to keep going. We just want to keep growing. We'd like to bring our brand all across the country. 13 states isn't enough. And, um, that is why you hear us all the time on Sirius and, and elsewhere, you know, doing our best to get people to come take a look at our, at our brand. Talk a little bit, if you would, for the benefit of the audience, because literally the, the audience for our podcast each week um, typically is represented in large part by franchisors that haven't yet attained the level of growth or success that a company like yours has. So would you share some nuggets? I know that I've read a couple of things about you, about how important it is to you to replace yourself, to make certain you've got redundancy and infrastructure within your organization. What are some nuggets you can share with the audience about getting to the place that you're at to assure that you've got a team of people that are cross-trained and able to benefit from each other's experiences and, and the work that is their core competencies? Well, I, I would say, uh, you know, obviously company culture is huge and, and getting everybody together and having a, a, a great place for everyone to be, to work out of together is, is a huge, um, huge benefit. You hear from every different side of the company, every different thing, you know, whether it be an ops person, a marketing person, a real estate person, a salesperson, a CFO, a CEO, when when you're in an that type of environment, you can only help but grow and all get better. And it becomes, I think, when you you get tight, I think it's important to have you know a tight knit group where you can almost, you know, when you listen to each other's ta uh, talking, you can pick up the most important key things that we all say, and we all pick up each other's key things because obviously we all see things from different points of view. We all have our different expert levels of expertise in what we do. But when I listen to my real estate guy, Rich, tell, uh, to talk to franchisees about certain things, I learn and listen and I use those nuggets too. 
Um, and same thing with all of us. So I think it's really important to keep your team close. And, and I'm not talking just in meetings. I'm talking about in, you know, in an office area or whether it's not an office, whatever it is, open air, a la Google. I think it's super important for your team to be, to be around each other all the time um, and have fun and, uh, and do all those good things. As far as real, like, brass tacks things, you know, I'm a, I, I've definitely made mistakes along the way. I think I'd like to, to say that um, because we have certain ability, you know, the POS system at Retro, we get to see everything on the POS side. I think I, I think had I started out better and forced all our franchisees to, you know, pick whether it would be a QuickBooks or a Great Plains, whatever it was, and just say everybody's got to be on this. Everybody's got to have a, a a base chart of accounts, and if you go crazy, we can work on that because I, I at this point it's so much more manual work that I don't need to do or shouldn't have had to do because there's great aggregators like Vinci out there and other companies that can help take all your franchisees' books and and combine them for you so you get to see all these things as a franchisor to look at to be able to segregate. By uh, by area, by revenue types, by by uh, different you know things like that. So you get to actually start looking at comparables within your system and help your system understand the comparables. So you know that's something I wish I would have done early on. Had I been smart enough early on, it would have made my life so much easier. You know we're obviously moving to that. I mean there's there's some some things like that that you wish. Uh, you know, in the beginning, I would have done earlier on just to make it easier. So I think franchisors, you know, getting your systems down quickly and understanding, you know, important little things like that really end up helping you, you know, be able to help the franchisees be more successful by giving them better things. I read a quote on your website, and it says, quote, as a professional athlete, I've spent a lot of time working out and was immediately drawn to retro fitness as an investment opportunity upon retirement. However, I knew nothing about running a gym. So the support provided by Retro, like finding real estate, overseeing construction and training my staff, has been instrumental to our success. That quote attributed to franchise owner down in Florida and um, 12 or 13 year veteran quarterback, David Garrard, most of those years I think with the Jacksonville Jaguars. So a guy like David Garrard comes to you and and has obviously got the money, but um, talk about what a guy like him does inside of a business like yours. What What is he taught to do? What's a day in the life of a franchisee going to look like um, coming into retro fitness? Well, I would tell you the, the, what the first part of that quote is so true. We, listen, we've, we've done this 180 times. We can uh, build a gym faster, quicker, and with less heartache than anyone because we know fundamentally and economically, we know exactly what to do. And, and our, our heart um, and emotions don't come into play at all. It's very, we're, you know, it's, it's very business-like. We've done it 180 times and we know everything. It's obvious. I mean, so many people, when they go in, even when you have a lot of money, it's a lot of money to spend and you, your hand shakes a little when you're, when you're signing purchase order for equipment and you're signing a lease and all those things. But we literally do um, tell franchisees, once we help you, either you find a location or we help guide you to locations, and once you've landed on a location, you know, 
we literally will lay out architects. We will help with layouts. We will uh, have all the equipment laid out in the gym for you, in the drawings. We will give you construction people. We have construction managers. We, we are not, Sam, when I tell you, we're not kidding when we say, listen, all you got to do is sign the purchase orders, stand by, watch us go, and we'll hand you the keys. So for the build-out, again, it's not emotional for us. It's simple. We understand what to do, how to lay it out, and how to deliver it perfectly. That's the easy part. You know, the, the hard part comes into the training. And I will tell you again, I'm going to reiterate, for the most part, it's so much about smiling, being kind to people, and cleaning. That's a big part of our business. That being said, we dedicate, you know, a lot of hours to training, uh, training before you pre-sale, before you start your build-out and you get to sign up members. We do training with the owners and their staff before that time. While they're building the gym, we're training and teaching. Before they even open and the gym is ready, we're in the gym training them and teaching them. And that's, you know, a lot. And it's not just how to run the cash register, but it's it's how to teach, how to talk to people and how to be nice to people and how to get, you know, understand what people's needs and wants and desires are and how to, to get them, you know, to their goals. So I think once we get, you get through our training, I think that, you know, a lot of this stuff moves on autopilot. Then it's just a matter of tweaking. You know, David's life is he walks into the gym and everybody in the gym wants to, you know, go up and <laughs> shake his hand and say, hi, Dave. And Dave works out. Dave runs some of the workouts, you know, we have a workout of the day that Retro Fitness Corp. sends down to all the locations in the team training so everybody can have the same experience. It's really cool. You wear a heart rate monitor, you know, around your chest. And on the screen, it shows you, you know, how you're doing, how many calories you're burning, where your heart is at. You know, at the end of the class, everybody can see, you know, who, who worked, you know, how much and burned how many calories. And it's really rewarding. And because we have all these exercises up on the screen while it's going on, you don't have to be the world's greatest trainer, you know, to be able to get people excited and get them to have a great time working out and burning a lot of calories. And David is amazing at that. David just has a huge smile. He's, he's funny. He laughs. He works harder than anybody probably in the class, but he makes everybody feel like they're all the same. And, um, so I, I, honestly, it's um, it's a really great business to be a part of because you're doing, you know, you're you're helping people um, feel good, and um, and I think it's it's the funny side is is you know you're, you you know you people are paying you to come in and and to be in pain, you know, and to work out. <laughs> so um, I think it's very funny that it happens that way, but you know, we really truly want them to win and be happy. And, you know, like you said, you know, bring on the gains. Well, you know, sometimes there's a little pain to get to those gains. We we don't want it to be that painful. We want, we want you to be there, but look, uh, you know, the, the product is great. If if your members show up, they're going to hit, get the results. It's that simple. You know, sometimes the biggest challenge in our whole industry is just getting people to come. Sure. So talk to me about the franchise opportunities, given that the point of entry is a little bit on the higher than ordinary side. Um, what percentage of your franchise network is comprised of single versus multi-unit owners? So we have, I, uh, right now, I think we're about 40% multi-unit um, with some people owning two, some people as, as high as seven and five. 
units uh, and growing. So um, we do have, you know, out of 150 locations, we probably have 200, 225 owners. You know, sometimes it takes two or three partners. Um, we even have a group, I think, that has five partners to open up a gym. Um, but, you know, I think the telling tale is, you know, about 40% decide to do it again. So I think that's a big, that's big proof that um, they didn't make a mistake because I can't imagine why they would do it twice, especially at our investment level. So um, sure. I do think I do think it's a it's a great opportunity, and I do think that if it's not something one person can afford, we have a lot of uh, a lot of groups that have partners. And I, and I think this is a uh, a great space. I think that even though it is very crowded, Stan, I don't know about you, but everywhere I go in the IFA and when I hear Fran Data talk and I hear everybody in the country talking, everybody talks about the impending, you know, apocalypse when it comes to our economy. Right. And everybody just keeps saying if, not when. And I, and I think, to be honest, I think that should the economy turn the way people are saying – I think the people that are going to be the hardest hit are going to be all these studios, you know, because the average cost of studios is anywhere from 150 to $300 a month. Now people, right. you know, Forbes magazine, I think in 2008, when, you know, when we really had, you know, the economy get crushed, um, 50% of the people said they would never give up their gym memberships, but they would trade down in price because it's a lot of money when the economy starts going down. So I, what I love about our business over a studio or any any other you know studio type uh, offering is we're not built to get 150 to 200 dollars a month from a, a member. I mean we'd love that that's wonderful, but we're not built that way. So retro really thrived um, the most in 2008, nine, and ten when the economy you know really got hurt because people didn't give up their their uh, their gyms, but they certainly weren't paying you know seventy to one hundred and fifty dollars. They came to us, so I mean I think we are so perfectly perched for uh, we're perched for today when there's a lot of money. It gives us the ability for us to sell team training and personal training. Um, but should you know the economy go the way pretty much every expert is saying, you know we're at twenty dollars. We're we're built to stay. You know, if if your gym is built right. to, at needing a hundred to two hundred or three hundred a month, it's going to be a big problem. So um, that's what uh, that's where I think we, you know, we are great in the good times and we are great in the bad times. I think Eric's built an a, an a awesome model that can withstand pretty much um, any economy, and I think that's the testament to what we bring, and that's what an investor I think should look at. Um, again, great industry, health and wellness. We are helping people, the younger people, the younger generation understands about being healthy way more. Um, some of the really cool things going on also is a lot of insurance companies now are subsidizing people's memberships. Um, so that's awesome. We have a, a you know, we have a, we have commitments and, and agreements with, uh, United Healthcare, um, Blue Cross Blue Shield. So depending on your plans, you can actually get, you know, paid by your insurance company to come and work out. Now, that, that's, and that's the way I never, would have, I never would have dreamed that that were a possibility. I didn't have a clue that it's, that was some. That's a brilliant. Yeah, Stan, right now, I mean, they're, they're definitely paying people to work out. It's really cool. Some wow. are reimbursing, but some are actually getting paid. 
Some are they're working, you know, on points, and every time you show up and how much you do gives you points and rewards points. This is insurance companies. They're, they understand that, you know, the healthier, the preventative is way cheaper, right, than sure. having to deal with these problems down the road. And they're starting to become, you know, they're starting to become some answers and, and trying to be and very helpful to us. And, um, and it's great. And being, you know, the fact that we're one of the largest chains in the country, we get to see these things and, and we get um, different companies coming to us. That's the other great thing about being at Retro is all the new technologies, all the new softwares, all the new everything that comes up. A lot of companies come to us for proof of concept. Um, we usually typically get them early. We get them for, you know, a ridiculously low rate because it's a it's a symbiotic relationship. You know, we help them get better at their offering. We help use their offering. And if it's a great product, we're going to stick with them. And hopefully we're going to keep that really, really low rate before they go out into the market and go right to all our competitors and sell their products. Because in this industry, there's no secrets and there's nothing that usually one company has that every other company can't have. So we tend to to try to get on these great companies and these new technologies first. And what, what happens is, is, you know, we get them for a really great price and we help them grow and they help us grow and they help our franchisees, you know, do things that other competitors can't do at the same pricing. So I think that's a really great benefit of retro. Um, also again, you know, we, we have dedicated reps with all our partners, you know, I don't like to call them vendors, they're partners, they help us all the time. Um, they're the best in the business. Um, dedicated people who know exactly what our franchisees need, want, um, and they are uh, quick to help. Um, that's, I think that's another great benefit, you know, to, to working here and, and being a franchisee here is that when you call one of our partners, you know, you're not just getting passed around to anybody. You're getting, you know, first um, attention by uh very specific people who know exactly what's going on and they jump and that's that's a great uh great benefit for our franchisees we're winding up here robbie with just a few minutes left but i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you to help the audience know how to get in touch with jason mattis and and the franchise development team or with you if they want to ask you some more questions regarding unit economics and and cfo centered information about the brand uh, any upcoming expos that you're going to be attending or how best for someone to find you? Well, it's easy. You know, obviously, email is, is the easiest these days to get a hold of myself or Jason Mattis, our, our chief development officer. I'm very, uh, we're both very simple. It's just Robbie, R-O-B-B-I-E, at RetroFitness.com. And Jason is Jason at RetroFitness.com. Um, we're, we're both very accessible. Um, we both love to help everybody. Um, we're great sharers and, uh, this is, you know, the franchise world is so, so great. You know, so many franchisors, um, we've been able to talk to and learn from exchange ideas. So, uh, both of us are always, uh, available to exchange ideas and talk, um, Jason is, you know, he's the best in the world. Um, if anyone is looking for the opportunity, Jason will help guide you, shepherd you, and, and point you in the right direction. Um, nothing we love more than having a big discovery day with lots of people and get to spend, you know, five hours meeting the entire team. 
talking about what we do every day and how much we love what we do. You know, we're a small team of only 22 people at Retro Corp, and uh, we are all intimately involved in the success every day and, and speaking with franchisees all the time every day. And we are always there. And uh, I think that's the other thing. If you talk to any of our franchisees, I think they they will say that our level of uh, availability and helpfulness is uh, is premium in in the industry. You know, you talk about talking with other franchisors. Time's not going to allow me to really get into this today. Maybe we'll have you back and take a closer look at the personal side of Robbie Spreckman. But I always dig for a fun fact about my guests, and um, I'm all but wondering if one of those that you've spoken with franchisors over time might have been Wild Birds Unlimited, because I've heard that when you're not making money and doing the things you do at Retro, you can be found in the aviary world, true or false? <laughs> that, is, that is true. I'm not a wild bird guy. I'm an, I'm an exotic bird guy. Yes, I have there you go. way too many exotic bird birds, but yes, you, you, you nailed that one. I am definitely a, a bird guy, without a doubt. Well, well, we'll talk more about that another time, Robbie, but time is out for us today, and I can't thank you enough for making this hour just flash by as quickly as it did. Um, your passion is evident for the business. And you often don't find that with the finance guys. That's typically the chief development guys. But you're um, you're loaded up with both love for the money and the business, and and clearly your passion is evident to everyone who's listening today. Robbie, thank you for joining us on Franchise today. Thanks for having me, Stan. I really appreciated the opportunity. And remember, next week we're going to be joined by 919 Marketing founder and CEO David Chapman and Rallios. Ryan Hicks, who's my part-time helper on Franchise Today as well, we're going to be joined by them for a robust discussion on the intersection between traditional marketing and today's digital world, as described ubiquitously by Gary Vee and others. David and Ryan will talk about the proper recipe to help those who are polarized by all this stuff that we're assaulted by digitally every day and helping make sense of it all. That's next week on Franchise Today. Until then... I'm Stan Friedman, wishing you the best, the very best of all things franchising. And Franchise Today is out. Franchise Today is a production of FRM Solution, providing best-in-class CRM tools to empower relationships with prospective and existing franchisees. No excuses, just solutions. Find them online at frmsolutions.com. Join Stan every Wednesday at noon Eastern for another live episode of Franchise Today. Or, as always, download episodes on demand at blogtalkradio.com or iTunes.